What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino over there. How are we doing today, Casino? Woo! Doing good. That is your name. Doing good. That is my name. Yeah, uh, that's my only name. That was my birth name. <laughs> so that's what happens. We missed Friday's show because Casino is hmm? going through a pregnancy thing with his wife. I with my wife and child had uh, to take my son to the doctors. He had hand, mouth and foot disease. So there was a big. My question is how does he get the hand and the foot in the mouth at the same time? (laughs) Well, it's also when you Google it and it's like, how do you get this? The causes of it are basically are like some little gross kid who has it stuck his boogers or shit somewhere and your or spit somewhere and your kid touched it like that's basically what google says so the only way this is this is transmitted is from a gross little fuckhead being a gross little fuckhead and now infecting I mean, my dear sweet child that's how uh, mono's transmitted you know is is through saliva <laughs> i mean i got mono from my best friend whoa you're not supposed to say that on the air that I gave oh, you yeah. mono. No, <laughs> it's <laughs> well, people have said, friend. Whoa, 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 whoa. We, I mean, I was this. before you know I this. gave you mono, but <laughs> no, people have uh, said we're the mono of sports podcast as a compliment. Just don't share <laughs> drinks with your don't, don't share uh, drink cans with your best friend in high school. That's what I learned. Ugh. Yeah, it is gross how, uh, Everything is just transferred through spit, but it's like not just through making out. It's like drinks. It's oh yeah, sneezes, forks and it's forks and spoons. Things. And, but I know one hundred percent that's how I ended up getting mono that time. Was we would always drink the same sodas. It was always like mug root beer or uh, Minute Maid lemonade, and yeah, we was like, which one's yours? I don't know. We just grab whichever one. We basically just opened up two cans of drinks and we drank them until they were gone. <laughs> yeah. And then to celebrate, you guys made out afterwards. And then. Oh, yeah. No, that's actually how we got mono. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, so today, because, to <laughs> because of the mono situation and the hand, mouth and foot disease situation and the, the children uh messing up this podcast Hmm. schedule how dare they but uh our plans got pushed back so today we're going to be talking about the afc uh north and then on friday we're going to do a double episode where we'll talk both the nfc west and afc west but before we get into that casino let's talk about uh, really the only kind of topical news since the last time we recorded, which is, hey, remember two or three episodes ago where the Colts owner was like, I'll be fucking dead before we ever trade Jonathan Taylor <laughs> from this Colts team. And then right. it took like a week and a half and he's just like, oh, yeah, he can search for a trade. Yeah, we like, give him permission. He can search. He can he can leave if he wants. It's like. And and that's why you never take these these billionaire owners' words or or just like employers, just anything in general. You don't take their word for it, man. You're just like, yeah, okay, all right, cool, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, no, he was out of there. We all know I he was out of there because they don't they don't. Why would you want somebody on your team that doesn't want to be on your team? It 
I mean, yeah. Well, and that's also why the um, the organizations like kind of do that thing where they just let players basically have control of where they go or if they want to play on the team. Because like we said last, uh, I believe it was last episode when we were talking about, uh, who are we talking about that request? Oh, we were talking about James Harden where he requested a trade. And it's literally like you just pay somebody a shitload of money to sit on your bench or and then he's a cancer probably in the locker room because why would a guy who doesn't want to be there and i'm not just talking about james harden i'm just talking about any player sitting on the bench who's like holding out who has clearly said like i don't want to be on this team why would you want that guy in the locker room of people who presumably want to be on the team right right and then it's either so it's either that or they're a distraction. You lose them when their contract ends, and then you gain nothing, or you try to get literally anything and trade them for assets. I don't know. Like, I mean, running backs are a really low uh value position, as we've talked about this whole offseason. Again, I don't I don't understand why, man, but whatever. Yeah, especially, well, Jonathan Taylor, he's only 24, and he's already probably a top three to five back. Yeah, I would say top five. You can't argue a top five. I mean, if you want to argue top three, sure. But, I mean, he's solidified top five, top six easily uh, in the league. So So where uh, do you see, or where do you see either him going, or where do you think the best fit for him would be? Because, I mean, you look at the what we've seen for running back trade market, I really feel like you can get Jonathan Taylor for like a a second and fourth round pick. Like, I mean, I don't think you would have to give up much to get him. Uh, I don't know. I I feel like the market's going to be a little bit tougher for for him because he's going to want more. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think, again, going back to that toughest division in football, the AFC East this year, I think the Dolphins have a good shot of wanting to get him, um, you know, not knowing if they're going to get him, but I, I think the Dolphins is a good landing spot for him. Um, maybe even the Tampa Bay because, you know, they, they moved off Leonard Fournette. Uh, and I, I don't know if you, I don't know how White's going to do. I don't know how Edmonds is going to do uh, Ed, Edmonds. Yeah. Edmonds. Yeah. Edmonds. Edmonds is going to do. Um you know, they, they, they could use a superstar down there. I mean, but it's like really, again, in that situation, I don't think that's going to happen because I don't think um, Jonathan Taylor is going to really want to go to a team that's not going to fare well this year. Um, but Miami, they could have a good year. And, and if you want to be in a – Miami is not a guarantee to make the playoffs, but, you know, you're at least going to be in a good situation to be in a uh, – a good division, a tough division, you know, you're going up against Bill Belichick's uh, top four defense this year is where they're ranking. Then you go against the bills who I still probably have winning this division. And then the jets are just overloaded um, this year. So, I mean, do you want the competition on a good Miami team? Um, You know, they're just missing, they're missing not too much. And, you know, if, if Tua stays in there, that's a good team. I, yeah. I I think too is a good capable quarterback, but he's got to be you know he's injury prone. But if he stays in there, he's he's a fine quarterback. So, um, what are your thoughts on like if 
like Dallas or or Carolina as as because well, those would be like a couple other thoughts that I was thinking. Dallas just getting you know moving off of Zeke. They do have Pollard, but um, we talked about them the other day. Uh, they don't really have much after Pollard. They have the rookie. I forget his name. It's Vaughn. Um, have you seen some of the? I'll tell you what. I don't like the Cowboys, and I don't like them getting good players. But have you seen any of the highlights of this? The the tiny little Vaughn kid in the no preseason is that games. The, is Ooh. that is that the backup running back for Pollard now? Yeah, he like yeah, he okay. literally so, looks like uh, I have it. So I, it sounds like they're pretty good then. But you know, if yeah. he wasn't if he wasn't showing up, you know, that would have been a, a spot that I could see. You know. Just imagine that, you know, you get Jonathan Taylor and Pollard, like, oh, yeah. Well, especially built uh, like especially when Dallas's key to success over the years has kind of been riding Zeke right to like set up the pass when other teams because, you know, they there's an insane stat where it's like when Dak Prescott throws like. 30 more passes or something like that his winning percentage like drops off a fucking cliff so it was like there was a uh the chart i saw where it was like when a running back on the cowboy or when zeke got 20 or more carries they won like 80 percent of their games when he had less than 20 carries mixed with dak prescott throwing like over 25 passes or something like that they were like they won 20% of their games. It was some crazy swing like that. So, but the Vaughn kid looks really good. Uh, he looks like a Boston Scott or like a Darren Sproles, like, you know, like the really little guy who just has that low center of gravity that nobody can get a fucking hit on. So he worries me as an Eagles fan, but Dallas would uh, was a good call. I think I like the Panthers one too, but I think well, I, and I the- can't take credit for this. Because yeah. I saw this on uh, a YouTube clip. Oh, sorry, I dropped my pen. I saw this on a YouTube clip, and I was like, that would actually make sense. Uh, and I think it would be a good fit. What do you think of him going to the Bears? So then it would be Fields would now have Jonathan Taylor, and then he obviously has DJ Moore, and you could have like literally the number one rushing offense in the league. Oh yeah, that's not. A, I I like that idea. I'm not against that. Um, I was. I mean, it kind of goes on to the situation of just helping out your quarterback in you know that position. And so I was thinking, for me, po- you know, possibly the Panthers. You get that young quarterback in. You want to take some pressure off of him. Um, but also Justin Fields, it takes some pressure off of him because he's not going to have to run the football. You know, we've 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 talked about how running backs aren't really much desire in this league right now and i'm just i don't understand why because a lot of these teams have really good mobile quarterbacks but when it comes to playoff time or towards the end of the season they're starting to slow down why not get a good running back that can do the bulk of the work and or like you guys can trade off and by come the end of the season you either have a really good running back or your quarterback's still fresh enough to make plays and so going to a team like the bears with justin fields makes a lot of sense as well uh, I don't know their yeah. cap situation. Uh, all honestly, all these teams, I don't really know all their cap situation. I'm not. Yeah, I don't. I don't break down the numbers like most. Um, but uh, I just I can see where they would fit. Um, in my opinion, best where with personnel. That's how I look at it. Um, but I, I do like the Bears. That sounds like an interesting one. 
Um, I mean, well, even staying in the NFC North, like what if he just went to the Vikings, right? They lost Delvin Cook. Like they have, a, I believe it's Matheson now, but if they just replaced Dalvin Cook with a younger, maybe at this current moment, better Dalvin Cook, like they were still a 13 and 14 last year. Like I think they've found a replacement for uh, Thielen. So if they found a replacement for Cook, like you got a better defensive coordinator, maybe now all of a sudden, yeah, you're even better than you were last year because 13 and four, we talked about it last episode where that was kind of like a fraudulent uh, record to have for that team specifically. But all right, Casino, you ready to dive into the AFC North? uh as best i can i think this is gonna be a fun one i do as well and you said afc east what do you think this year will be the tougher division in football afc east or afc north uh afc east East. now really i think it would be the north no i mean you have the consistency with the steelers and the ravens i i like them a lot uh browns or whatever Bengals. we obviously have a high pick to make the super bowl but I I don't know, man. I I still because the Ravens and the Steelers they have been good um, for all these years, but so has Miami. So I mean, the Jets last year were pretty good, and the Patriots were pretty good. That you had three teams in the hunt last year. You just really had. I mean, the Browns were right there too. Actually, I don't know. I still think AFC East. I, I, I AFC East. Maybe that's just because we're getting we're talking about it. my my teams in that division. Rodgers is now in that division. You know, the Madden face of Madden is in that division. Like, <laughs> we'll see. Uh, yeah. Also, speaking of Madden, I've been playing the new one nonstop since it came out. Uh, and it's the only- same exact thing as all the others. Yes. And it's been a real shit show this year. EA Sports, get your fucking shit together. All the pre-order bonuses for everyone, all the rewards for doing challenges, everything's fucked up. Everything's delayed. Like when you eventually get them, they're already like out of date things. It's just a giant clusterfuck. So fuck you, EA Sports. Uh, Madden or no NFL fuck you for giving them the exclusive right to make football games because they can't do it it's the same and that's why it's like the worst like Madden is the worst because there's literally no competition so they literally have to do nothing because nobody else can make a fucking football game and surprise when there's no competition the product you're making is dog shit because you're competing against nobody so Fuck you, Madden. Fuck you, NFL. Fuck you, EA Sports. You guys are garbage for this little fucking agreement you made. That's a side note. But I will say, I think the AFC... (laughs) Hot take. Hot take. Yeah. Hot take that Madden is bad and has been bad for a decade at this point. I I think that's like just common knowledge now. But they make so fucking much money from it because of their stupid, uh, like YouTube presence, where uh, presence where like people on there will be like, because there's this mode. I don't, when's the last time you played Madden Casino? 
uh i don't know maybe eight years ago because it's all the same and i yeah i don't buy it because you tell me oh it's the same game and i'm like oh, i'm already tired of the game that i played eight years ago so. <laughs> yeah so they literally created this mode called ultimate team where you build your team and they release like new players and each player like you know as the season progresses gets better and better you can buy different cards and it's like the bullshit every game does now where it's like play to pay to win and like all that kind of shit right but how now, all games are what now. They, yes but what they do is because you get better players from packs now on youtube i mean you can literally look up google madden 24 right now if there is not in the first five videos somebody like with a screenshot or a uh, description in their video that says, I just spent a thousand dollars opening packs. And it's just like every fucking YouTube video about this fucking stupid video game is like, I spent a thousand dollars. I spent $500. And it's like, I get it's your job. Why the fuck are you giving EA Sports a thousand dollars? on a 60 for a 60 dollar video game that's been the same eight years ago as it is today absolute insanity insanity if i ever give uh ea sports more money than just me buying the game i want you to shoot me in the head live on this podcast like just disgusting disgusting that was, i don't want to anyway. drive to your house that's true I'll do it. I'll do it myself, I mean, but I'll do the thing where it looks like your hand is holding it yeah. over here. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, it'll work. Uh, <laughs> but it's like yeah. this. Uh, but then I'll really be over here. Just, yeah, we can make it work. Uh, but I will need somebody to stop the recording because it's on my, con- we'll work it out. We'll work it out. Just get your, but... uh, just get your, get your son in there. After, just have him hit, hit stop after after you do it. Uh, but now, Casino, that all that has been hashed out and there's a nice little Madden rant for you. Uh, because Madden literally just came out on Friday. Already dog shit. Uh, let's talk about the first team <laughs> in the AFC North. Let's get all the masseuse jokes out of the way and talk about the Browns, Casino. Uh Last year, shockingly, this whole division, I was shocked at how competitive it was. I mean, we knew the Bengals and Ravens would be good, but even the Steelers and Browns, how the fuck were the Browns 7-10 and 10 last year? And they were very close to being being a playoff team because they literally missed, like we watched it, like with, you know, my former quarterback, Jacoby Brissett, and you, know, you had a couple other guys where – it was literally down to the last like two minutes and they blew the game. Yeah. Like this team was good. This team was good. This is going to be a fun year, fun division. Uh, but who is not good either as a person or seemingly as a player anymore is the uh, masseuse uh, master, or I guess master Bader. Uh, that is Deshaun Watson. Last year he threw for, 58% completion percentage, 1,000 yards, seven touchdowns, five interceptions. And I believe, if I remember correctly, he was suspended for the first eight games. Something like that. I, I believe yeah, it, was it came down eight to eight, games. I think. So then in the seven remaining games, he threw seven touchdowns, five interceptions with a below Only 1, 60%. 
Yeah, yeah with 1,100 yards total. So my first question before we get into uh, the Browns this season uh, outside of Deshaun Watson, do you think he has a bounce back season now that he's had a year under his belt with the Browns? Or do you think this is just mm. who he is now? That's just who he is now. I, I know. I don't understand why there's always been such a big hype about him. Um, it's the same thing kind of like with the Odell Beckham thing. It's like, okay, he had maybe a few good plays like and in one in one season and now it's just like since he hasn't been playing everybody's like oh he's still that great player he's still that great player no he's not he's not you know we talked about it he didn't play in for what a couple years and he came out and he showed that he hadn't played in a couple years he looks awful and yeah you, you should have been able to be able to keep up to a high standard like i understand in-game play is different than you know just practicing a lot However, you just looked tired. You looked flat. It looked like you weren't in shape. You know, your, your, um, what am I blanking on it? Your conditioning, there we go, was just out of it. He's, he's done. Like, he's done. I can't wait to watch. I can't wait to watch him have another dumpster fire this year and then realize, oh, you know, we were much better off without having him as our starting quarterback. Yeah. I think, well, also, it's when you look at the Browns' stats, uh, their defense and offense last year were both pretty abysmal. The only really good, uh, the really only good aspect of their team last year was they were sixth in the league in rushing offense. Yeah. Right. Which, yeah, even Nick Chubb was amazing. Nick Chubb ran for, Nick Chubb ran for over 1,500 yards. He had 12 touchdowns. I mean, I mean, well, it's, and it that's, was great. Since the Browns have kind of been in like this Baker Mayfield era, like that was always uh, their identity, right? They had Nick Chubb, they had Kareem Hunt. They were like this two-headed monster that would just run all over you. The quarterback was kind of like manage the game. And then they had a surprisingly efficient defense. And now it's weird to be like, oh yeah, we're just going to invest all this money in a quarterback who right now at this moment is a worse quarterback than Baker Mayfield. And now the Browns are just right back to being not the laughing stock of the league. I don't think anyone's laughing at them anymore. I think it's more, well, it's obviously disgust, right? Because the Deshaun Watson thing, I love when you see when shit like that happens online. And then it's just like, we gotta guys, we gotta, you know, innocent until proven guilty and then it's like all right one or two masseuse masseuses i'll give him the benefit of the doubt when there's like 57 you're like all right like he probably did something fucked up and now we need to acknowledge that like i just hate this like whoa whoa let's not judge him till all the facts get out as like every masseuse and then even athletes were like i literally find one masseuse who like knows what they're doing. And then you just stick with that masseuse because you don't want to fuck up. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't you like 100%? Like if I've, I've, I've had one massage in my life and it was weird. Um, (laughs) It just, it was just weird. I mean, if it was awesome, it felt great situation. It is weird. I mean, and, and the person that did mine was a gentleman. And like, you know, I, I did feel relaxed after I left. Like my muscles were looser. Like it felt weird in the moment, but it felt amazing. But Again, like 
if you're going to find, like, I've been having the same person cut my hair since I was two years old. I, <laughs> I, can, I can trust this person. Like, I have a connection with this person. And I'm not going to go around and, you know, get my hair done by a billion other people. Like, when you find somebody yeah. that that is good at their job and something that, you know, say a masseuse and as a professional athlete, um, hair for me, like, look again, I always go again with connections to the uh, Patriots, but Tom Brady, you know, he found <laughs> that, uh, he found that personal trainer dude and uh, he's stuck with them and they've had a great career together. Like when you find somebody, you find somebody, he's just going around banging somebody. Why would, if you, you know, way not even banging. Through, like, attempting you, to and they're like yeah. what the fuck you, are you doing you go through seven you go through 70 masseuses and you don't find one that's actually like you're like oh man you really know how to work out that kink in my neck i'm gonna stick with you like no it's bullshit you're, you're just yeah. there trying to you know pull your dick out in front of them <laughs> well it's also the thing where like it has to be awkward for them and for him much like your masseuse where you're where the thing that makes it awkward is the boner Right, like yeah. you had one, and you were like, "Oh my god, this guy wants to do the happy ending." I mean, I, can't I mean, turn the, it down. It's... the more awkward thing though was the boner in my face from him. Like, that <laughs> yeah. was yeah, that was the most awkward part. Actually, and I don't know if you've ever tried to sixty nine in a masseuse table, but it's just not built for that. It's not built no. for that. Well, I mean, so. he did pretty. He did a pretty good job. He was pretty limber. So, <laughs> and that's how you got mono. No. <laughs> but, <laughs> My cover's uh, blown. <laughs> and obviously not making fun of the, the serious situation with Watson. But I Thank feel like you. you have to make fun of Watson for being such a fucking creep. And now everybody just has to be like, uh, but he's a good football player. Yeah, and you're it's, just like, it's okay. it's that like, it's just so egregious. It's, it's laughable. Like, how is this like, how is he still able to be like, be in the league and like like i don't understand this like he got he got eight games you know for for this bullshit obviously he had his whole thing where he wasn't playing but and then you have you know gambling on we've talked about it again gambling not even on your team and you're out for an entire season but you know gambling like a thousand dollars but but exposing yourself to 70 women or whatever it is like come (laughs) on Ugh. And then also, not only that, but then coming back and everybody being like, okay, like, he served his time. Now he comes back and does what he loves and he's great at. And then he comes back and he's just absolute dog shit. So it's this weird thing of, like, now even the people who are being That's like, like, let's put all the other stuff to the side and defend him just as a player. Now it's that, that, like, That's like saying, that. you know, a pedophile, you know, a pedophile gets caught, you know, um fucking daylight nbc dateline nbc status you know gets caught and goes to prison for you know 10 years they come back and it's like well he served his time he's not he's yes he was a pedophile but you know what it's okay he served his time i'm gonna let my underage daughter go and get lunch with him like no it's like fuck off like yeah. dude, he's still a pedophile like well it's also like as an athlete i'm sure you have to get massages because you always hear NFL players being like, as the season progressed, you're just like fucking sore and you can barely oh, walk and move. Yeah. And now it's just like this guy, we're just supposed to be like, okay, now the Cleveland Browns have it under control. And then it's like, why the Texans obviously thought they had it under control. Like it's just, I don't know. 
but we can let's move off Deshaun Watson and talk about the other aspects of the Browns. So as we just said, they finished seven and 10 last season. This season, they have the 16th hardest strength of schedule. They also have the new defensive coordinator, which is the former Eagles defensive coordinator when they won the Super Bowl, Jim Schwartz, which uh, the Eagles and Browns did play a preseason game, but uh, this year, and I think the NFL might eventually move to just having joint practices because that sounds like joint practices are where they had, like for this instance, they had the Eagles and Browns playing against each other. Everybody's in like pads, but you're not really like tackling the quarterback, but it's all starters, right? So right. All- starters are playing and it's kind of like a simulated game format and then when you see the preseason games it's like third and fourth stringers who will probably never see the field in like a regular season game and it kind of just feels like they're going through the motions but you hear all this shit coming out of training camp and what you heard especially because I'm an Eagles fan and I've been following all this stuff when it relates to the Eagles what you heard coming out of that joint practice with the Eagles is kind of what you would expect from a Jim Schwartz defense especially when he was with the Eagles you get all your pressure up front on the defensive line right so the Browns obviously have Miles Garrett who's in contention for best defensive lineman in the league right he, was wreaking havoc against the Eagles offense until they put in their offensive line and then it was mitigated a little. But then you combine that with last year, the uh, against the pass, the Browns were fifth in the league. So they have one of the best pass defenses in the league because they have Denzel Ward and I can't remember the other guy's name, but they have the two really good corners and then that great right. fucking safety Delwitt or something like that. But yeah, they have a great back end. They have a defensive line. Now, I think even better because Jim Schwartz, that's kind of like his specialty, getting pressure up front. To uh, were you thinking uh, the back end? Was it uh, uh, Zadarius Smith, the DE? No, I think I'll find it out. But they, but anyway. then they also, for safety uh, from the Eagles, they added uh, McLeod. So they have up their pass uh defense in getting Schwartz. I think he's a great defensive coordinator, even though when he was with the Eagles, he drove me fucking crazy. But I think he'll <laughs> definitely be an improvement for the Browns. I think the Browns defense is really built to Schwartz's strength in terms of again what he did with the Eagles, where you have strong up front, puts pressure, gives uh the DBs kind of like my issue was the Eagles didn't have good cornerbacks when he was there and it was still like one-on-one man coverage. And that's why, you know, every cornerback in the Eagles would just be fucking burnt toast by the end of games. But yeah, uh, the rest of the defense, however, they were 20th last year in total defense, 25th against the run and then 20th in league in scoring. And as I said, fifth against the pass. So I think potentially the Browns could be a top 10 defense this year with, what I was been hearing from camp, obviously against the Eagles, apparently that defense is scary looking. And then with the pieces they've added, because obviously they added, uh, oh God, I can't say that guy's name, but he was the edge rusher from Jacksonville. I'm going to butcher the fuck out of it right now. 
Ogbonia Okoroquo. Okos, yeah. I yeah. have no idea. And then they added McLeod. And then the only ones they lost were Jadavion Clowney, who is, I think we already talked about this on this podcast, my most, one of my most hated NFL players ever, who I think is one of the most overrated ever. Oh, um, yeah, he is. The, the only reason we've talked about, the only reason that he was such a hype, it was that video of him literally so hard in college hit. and the helmet blew off. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, that and was then, a great hit. Don't get me wrong. Like I've watched that over and over on like, just college highlights and i cringe every time i see it but that's like oh, the yeah. odell beckham situation is like you're known for that one play and you really aren't the best you're good but you're not the best well i also think it kind of gives because everybody is a fan of clowny because of that one hit right the same reason why everybody's a fan of odell because of that one catch but even odell had a much more a prolific career up to this point than Clowney did because I mean you look at Clowney the past couple years from 2014 to 2018 he was with Houston then since then he's been with Seattle Tennessee Cleveland for two years and now he's a free agent again and I believe he just signed with the Ravens if I uh or there were talks of him signing with the Ravens so in the past five seasons he's played for four different teams like again i just think he's one of the most overrated uh nfl players ever but so only on the incident for this uh cleveland browns i mean only losing hunt uh clowny and then a defensive uh uh tackle like all you've done is add pieces you add a better defensive coordinator to already a pretty good pass offense obviously the rush defense I think will also get better with the schemes that Jim Schwartz is going to put in there so I really think the Cleveland Browns it comes down to can Watson be even what he was in his like rookie season where he's putting up 26 touchdowns 12 interceptions and then like 65 percent completion percentage and then kind of just let Nick Chubb run all over but i really don't trust i think the browns finished last in this division just because i don't trust their offense literally at all i mean yeah nick chubb is the only thing um oh sorry i thought you said i was muted uh nick chubb's the only thing dude i just read this stat about him as you were going on your thing which is absolutely amazing oh go back to it come on now of course (laughs) of course it goes away here oh yeah uh so um Nick Chubb this is a great uh, Nick Chubb apparently is the first player in NFL history to have at least five yards per rush in in five straight seasons um like that's his average and he's done it in five in the first five years of his career um with uh the last player prior to Chubb with even 6,000 rushing yards and at least five yards per carry across his first five NFL seasons was uh Jim Brown like jeez like chubb is chubb is their offense chubb is their offense miles garrett is their defense i mean amari cooper he's whatever like coming in that you know like we'll see how he does but this year but whatever yeah and then also uh we forgot to mention they added zadarius smith the edge uh defender from well i uh, I just mentioned him that that, that's what i thought you were talking about was going to have a good year this year yeah 
and he he's so, great. Like he had like he was past multiple years. Like he's been he's been rolling with. I had it pulled up here. I'll pull it back up. Um, for his career last so last year, um, last year he had ten sacks, and then in uh twenty twenty he had. 12 and a half 19 was 13 and a half like the dudes the dude's a good player like the dude is legit um i i think he's gonna have a, a be better they're gonna be better but i just like the i just like the the well-oiled ships of the two other organizations and then obviously you have Bengals that are just better than everybody in this division yeah so are we in agreement that browns again finish fourth I think they finished fourth, but I think it's going to be pretty close between the uh, Steelers, between the Steelers, Ravens, um, and and Browns. I think it's going to be pretty close. I think these are going to be tough games for for those two teams to play against Cleveland. But we'll see, we'll see. You yeah, know, I, we got. I we, think. I I don't know. I feel like they. Yeah, I feel like they finished fourth, but would I be shocked if they finished third? No, because uh, there's a team in this division that has to finish fourth. But again, it could be like we were talking about with the, what, NFC North, where it's everybody could just be around eight, nine, ten wins by the end of the season, just kind of fighting for position. But let's move on to, I think, potentially the most interesting team in this division. Uh at least going into the season. And that is the Steelers who last year finished nine and eight, which is crazy because they did not feel like a nine and eight team, but they also no. kind of feel like the most nine and eight team you can think of just like the Steelers. They're either great or they're nine and eight or right. eight, nine. Uh, but this year they have the eighth easiest strength of schedule. Last year, they were a top 10 defense uh, total Ninth against the run, 10th in scoring, 20th in the pass, but it was really the issue was their offense. They were 26th in the league in total offense, 24th in passing, 16th in rushing, and 10th in scoring. So how much for this team, we know their defense is top 10. I don't think they lost anything or their defense has made any drastic changes where it's just going to fall off a cliff, right? So then it becomes... For the Steelers, do you believe in Kenny Pickett? I don't. Zero. I Ooh. zero faith in Kenny Pickett. Why do you I've, hate Kenny Pickett? I I just don't think he is a starting quarterback in the NFL, personally. Is it because of his tiny hands? Is that what you're because <laughs> remember that when was he was such, coming out of that college? was that, that was such a funny story from the combine <laughs> the tiny hand stories from the combine was just the funniest thing um i mean like so his completion rating was uh last year uh, 63 yards was 2400 um uh, touchdown seven interceptions nine like i just he just doesn't seem like he's gonna be the guy like i just don't think he's gonna be the guy for this team i just don't he just doesn't seem like he's now, gonna fit the bill. In the 
preseason, he has been balling out, but I would be a hypocrite if I used that to say I believed in Kenny Pickett because I think preseason, it nothing matters. I don't think well, any I of mean, it means it, anything, and I put no stock in it. Is he going to be improved? For some the, reason, I like Kenny Pickett. That, he's going to be improved from last year. Uh, he's going to be improved from last year, but like even the projections this year for his touchdown to interception is they have it at 20 and 15. Um, his passer rating they have up by like eight uh, eight percent um, yards they have up about another thousand so like they're not even high like and this is a uh, CBS sports they're not even projecting him to like have a breakout season I just don't think he's the guy it worries me but I'm not I still think that the Steelers are going to do okay because I trust Mike Tomlin I think he's a solid coach. Yes. I mean, there's a there's a reason why Tomlin has not, you know, had a losing season for as long as he did. Like, he's an amazing coach. It's a great organization. So, I I just don't think Pickett's the guy. And this would be the team. This to me, the Steelers would be the team that could get trumped by the Browns. The Steelers mm. are the team that I think that could end up the fourth. I still have the Browns at last, but I can see the Browns with that defense. Um, and with a poor play on Kenny Pickett's part being trumped over. Oh man, the casino, there's something in my mouth. Oh, sorry, my mouth was spicy because here's my spicy take. You ready for it, casino? Uh, I think the Steelers make the playoff. This is <laughs> casinos walking away from the computer, either disgusted or amazed by my sweet, sweet, uh, acting and setup right there but my pick as one of the surprise teams and i guess it's not that surprising they're they were nine and eight last season but i think it's surprising in the conference they play casino my spicy (laughs) my spicy take is i think the steelers make the playoffs and here's why i think kenny pickett is going to be good i don't think he's going to be great i don't think he's going to be amazing but i think he's going to be maybe like a 28 touchdowns, 10 interception guy. He has Deontay Johnson, or is it Jordan? I'm sorry. No, it's Deontay Johnson. Johnson. And then they got Allen Robinson from the Bears. They have Najee Harris running back. They have the uh, Pat Firemuth at tight end. I like all their offensive pieces. And this is Pittsburgh. So their third wide receiver is going to be some fucking rando they picked in the sixth round who all of a sudden in three years is like one of the best wide receivers in the league because Pittsburgh always gets wide receivers nobody's ever heard of in the later rounds and turns them into Antonio Brown or turns them into great players who when they go anywhere else they were not as great as they were with the Steelers so when it comes to the Steelers they short up their offensive line they got Isaac Siamalu from my Eagles they also got Nate Herwig from my Eagles so they got two of two and I think there's not a better team in the league with a better offensive line coach than the Eagles so I trust when their offensive line players go to other teams so you have a short up offensive line you have weapons all across the offense you have Kenny Pickett who by all accounts is a better pocket presence who still is mobile during this preseason and then again the thing I put much more stock in is joint practices where 
all the Steelers Twitter and insiders and beat reporters from Pittsburgh are like, Kenny Pickett's fucking on fire. So I really think the Steelers this year, especially with their low strength or their easy strength of schedule, and then they're going to come out. And this is also my spicy hot take for this team. I think, and I'm going to put this when we make our predictions for week one, I think they beat the 49ers week one. And that's one of the shocks of week one where everybody's like, oh my God, how did the Steelers beat the 49ers? And then they're just going to be good for the rest of the season. We we talk about on this show all the time how we don't really look into preseason. Dude, you're feeding into that so much. I don't look into preseason. I said, I said training, I said joint practices. Joint practices. You can any quarterback can look damn good at a joint practice any quarterback can look good when it's deshaun watson looked dog shit in joint practices okay dog shit i'm saying like five interceptions i'm saying there's a fucking well yeah i mean it's deshaun watson he's got (laughs) other things on his mind but you my point is is you can you can make a quarterback look good during uh practices man but when it comes to actual gameplay and regular season not even preseason game you get actual gameplay. I need to see Kenny Pickett do it in game. I need to see him perform in game when you have all of the top guys on the defensive line coming at you. I need to see him perform. Um, also, you're really high on Najee Harris there. Um, yeah, I'm not, I like the Steelers team. I really do. I, I don't I dislike the Steelers them. team. I, I just don't think Harris is. I mean, he's very consistent in the few years that he's been. Um, getting you just over a thousand yards on rushing, and then he's got his you know a couple hundred in receiving yards. He's fine. He's a he's very consistent the first two years, and I'm sure he'll probably be about the same this year. But I don't see him being a breakout star for this team, and I don't think Pickett's the guy. I don't think Pickett can get this team. I think they're going to be right there on the cusp again of making the playoffs. Um, because I I just I trust in in uh their coach like Tomlin I trust in him yeah. a lot to at least come out as even um but I don't I just don't trust this team being as good as you think they are uh the Steelers and I forgot to do this with the Browns so we'll go back to them before we go to the next team just for this but over under this year for the Steelers eight and a half oh, man um I'm going to go nine over nine. I'm saying smash it. I think this is an 11 win team. Put it on the board. When we go back at the end of the year and we make fun of the ridiculous predictions we had before the season, I think the Steelers team is an 11 win team. I just don't see any areas of the ball or I, this is my thing. I don't see And I get what you're saying, but I don't see any way this Steelers team has gotten worse, right? I think on defense and offense, they've just gotten better. In the uh, offseason, they didn't really lose any defensive pieces. They also added Patrick Peterson for the one cornerback they lost. So it was like their one... And you know what? That's all fine. That's all fine. But we did just say that the Browns got better on defense. Yes. And that's where they that's where they struggled. Um, the Browns got better on defense. Bengals are going to be the exact same Bengals. 
And then That's the Ravens. We don't know how hurt or how fucked up Joe Burrow is. And we'll obviously talk about that when we get to it. But Okay, but I, he's not having to run around and do anything crazy. As long as he can still throw the damn football, he's fine. He's a pocket quarterback, man. True. Um, and he's the and gold it, standard for what you can do with tiny hands. Remember? Because that was also with Joe Burrow. <laughs> it's so funny Hold you say that because I'm. it's so funny that you're saying that. Because I'm staring at a picture of Joe Burrow going like this, and his hands are pretty fucking small. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we—I got pretty good size hands. We both have pretty good size hands. That's why it feels so good when we hold them together. But, uh, but I no my so I think uh, so. This is my ra- this is my final rationale on why the Steelers are going to be good. I think. They beat the 49ers week one because there's always one game. I think your team potentially beats the Eagles week one because I feel like there's always week one fuckery where it's like, remember last year it was If like, the Patriots are able to beat the Eagles week one, um, <laughs> I might legitimately piss myself with excitement. Yeah. I don't think I'm even doing reverse jinx. I think it's a real possibility. I don't I think I might pick the Patriots week one against the Eagles, but I know for a fact I am picking the Steelers to beat the 49ers week one. And then their first four games, they play San Francisco, which I just said I think will be an upset. Then they play the Browns, the Raiders, and the Texans. So I think right off the bat, they could potentially be 4-0 going to play against Baltimore, and then I think Baltimore beats them. But again, you start 4-1, and and then all of a sudden it's like, I think they can beat the Browns. I think they can hang with the Ravens and the Bengals. And then it's just one of those things where their strength of schedule, I really think is going to play into it. And I am then when we were just talking about the Browns, I don't think the Browns have a good enough offense to be in these games. I think the Steelers, obviously the Browns fine. have, have that's Chubb, fine, but I can't I see, the, much I can't see the Steelers going past, um, going past the Ravens or the Bengals. Well, I do think they finished third in this division because I think the Bengals and Ravens are both. And you said this, you say, okay, you see that this teams. team. Okay. Really? Okay, that's what I was going to say. I, I see. So you, I'm picking. Three do you think teams. the AFC North is better than the AFC East? Yes. No, you're fucking because insane, buddy. You're insane. I think, no, because I you're think absol- the Bills are you're absolutely fall. no. You're absolutely. We will insane. see. We will see. You're I think insane. potentially, potentially, the AFC North has three playoff teams. Three. Uh, but let's you're go insane. back to. <laughs> Uh, let's potentially, uh, potentially. I didn't even I am need insane. this. I didn't even need this towel because that was not spicy at all. That was just dumb. How dare you? First that... off, and get okay. This is fucking insane. We just talked about how the Brown or the the Steelers are projected at eight and a half. What do you think the projected win total is for the Cleveland Browns? Uh, six and a half. Nine and a half. <laughs> on what fucking planet is this Browns team a nine and a half win? Not just team, but nine and a half bet. No, like no, they're, they're, that's under by a fucking mile. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, but now let's go to, uh, I think the Ravens are the, probably the team most interesting to talk about. So let's save them from la- for last. Let's talk about the Bengals here. Casino. Last year, they finished 12 and four. This year, they have the 20th easiest strength of schedule. So not a, 
easy schedule at all. However, last year they were fifth in total defense, which is crazy because I feel like people really underestimate how fucking good that Bengals defense is, but they were 16th against the pass fifth against the run 10th against scoring. And then their offense eighth in the league uh, in total offense, seventh in passing 29th in rushing offense, and then sixth in scoring. So how worried are you that since Joe Burrow's been injured, there's really been no news uh, coming out about him? And all his teammates have also kind of been very hush-hush. I'm not too worried about it. Um, I just want, I mean, from everything they've told us, from everything that I've heard from the media that I've read up on, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. Like, again, he's a passive quarterback. He does, or a pocket quarterback. He doesn't like to leave. He's got a, he's got the best receiving core in the league. You know, he doesn't need to, to really, in my opinion, worry about it. I think he's going to be just fine. I think he's going to be fine. Hmm. Uh, so as of one day ago, as I was just looking up anything on his injury, uh, when Zach Taylor, the, uh, Bengals head coach was asked about Burrow, he said he will be back at practice. He will be back at practice to be ready for week one, jokingly saying he will only get one rep, but then he said that Burrow's been looking great and, yeah, he said he's been looking much better than he was in practice last year, even after coming back from the injury. So I think it will be very telling if Joe Burrow is out there week one. But I also, if there is any question of if there's an injury or not, I don't think he should start week one, right? Because the Bengals last season were, they started 0-2 and, and it was like the sky is falling. And then they finished... 12 and four, they lost two games the rest of the season and were one fucking weird wonky call against the Chiefs to potentially going back to the Super Bowl. So I think the Super Bowl window is closing for the Bengals because if you look at their contracts, all their big players are up for a contract basically within the next year or two. So, And that's fine. No, I, I agree with you on that. I agree with you that their window is closing. But yeah. I don't think that it's been a failure. Yeah, I know you haven't been no, won. No, I don't think so either. I, you know, you've had, you've had a string of, you know, bad luck. But you're going against, you're going against a new dynasty, you know, but, you know, right there on the borderline dynasty. If they win again this year, you call it, you call it that. But, um, you know, against the Chiefs, like, that's – if the Chiefs weren't in their way, they would have already had a Super Bowl. I know that they went – I know that they went, you know. That's not true because they had a chance to go to the Super Bowl. They got beat by the Rams. Remember, in that Super Bowl. Right. No, and and that's that's fair. They had their chance. But if – they, if the Chiefs weren't there, they would have been in the Super Bowl probably the last three years. Yeah, I don't disagree. I think, I think, I think I am much more interested. Let's say I'm wrong and the Bills are as good as they have been the past couple years. I feel like I would much rather see a Bills Bengals AFC championship game then I would rather see a Chiefs Bengals or a Chiefs Bills AFC championship game because then it's the 
notion that like, oh, one of these teams that has never won a Super Bowl, and you know, obviously the Bengals got pretty close, but those two teams, two of the best teams in the AFC are closer to winning a championship than Kansas City is, because I already have Kansas City fatigue. Like, forget them beating my team, but they've also been in the AFC championship five years in a row. It's like they've been to three Super Bowls. It's like, I and plus, I think the Bills and Bengals are as fun to watch as Kansas City and much closer than people act like they are because most of those games end 24-21. It's not like, you know, those all those years where the Buffalo Bills were getting to the Super Bowl and then all those Super Bowls were fucking blowouts. Like, these are all teams that are within a field goal of each other, but we act like... Kansas City is, you know, this much higher team, but it's like they're just getting calls and the luck, which is what it takes to have a dynasty, right? I mean, there's a lot. Well, there again, was a we lot talked of about it. He's Patriots dynasty. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is Roger Goodell's like golden child. Well, new golden child. Well, he's the league's golden child. I mean, we talked about it yeah, last. No, no, week he don't. Where... No, no, no. New golden child. Are you? If you're trying to refer to. Brady, no, never. He hates Brady <laughs> with a passion. Yeah. So. Or I I always felt like Peyton Manning was the league's golden child, but Tom Brady just kept oh, beating. Yeah, yes. Right? Like, and he's yeah. still no, kind Peyton, of the golden Peyton child. Because... Peyton Manning is still the golden child. Peyton Manning yeah. is the love of Roger Goodell. Yeah. And because the second he retired, they were like, hey, what if you just did Monday Night Football with your brother? And then he like he's still in it and he's still in every fucking commercial. But yeah, I feel so when it comes to the Bengals this year, Casino, they're over and under. Obviously, last year, uh what the crazy thing is, well, the crazy thing is last year, I was just saying this when you walked away, they started 0-2, they finished 12 and 4. So they literally only lost two games after the first two weeks, the entire season until obviously in the playoffs, where again, that fucking wonky ass penalty basically took them out the same way the Eagles got taken out in the Super Bowl. No, I'm not still bitter about it. Uh, 11 and a half wins casino over or under over. I'm I over. You're going to, you're going to say under because of the Joe Burrow thing. Aren't you? Yeah. Aren't you? I th- aren't you? I, well, I think they're a 10 or 11 win team. I think you that have you have the Ravens winning this division, don't you? I do. I think the Ravens are uh, because I mean we'll talk about them next, but I think the Bengals are second in this division. However, of all the AFC teams, I think now this Bengals team specifically with Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase and all them, I think they are my favorite NF- or AFC team. And if my Eagles were out of it, I would be rooting for this team to win the Super Bowl. So I, even though I have a lot of faith I mean, and hope I, in the that's, Steelers, that's just from looking at it. I don't like the Steelers. I'm not a fan of the Steelers. I really feel like I like this Bengals team and I'm a fan of the Bengals. I'm at this point, any team can win the Super Bowl as long as it's not the Chiefs or the Jets. <laughs> uh, you would be okay if the Dolphins won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Wow. That's growth casino because I remember for a long time you fucking hated the Dolphins. Oh, I do hate the Dolphins, but I mean, if it if it stops, if it, yeah, Kansas. City. I mean, if it yeah. stops Kansas City or the Jets from winning the Super Bowl, yeah, I'd be okay with it. 
You know what? We should do a uh, preseason before the season starts bet. Who do you think has more playoff teams come out of it? The AFC East or the AFC North? Just playoff teams have to come out of that division, not win any games or anything. I'll have to look at it. Okay. Because I think I'm siding with the AFC North. I think you're siding with the East. This is a North side, East side. And you know what? And and you know what? I think I might agree with you on that. But here's the thing. That's, that doesn't mean that I think the AFC North is a better team than the AFC, than the AFC division. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that just the AFC division is a harder division. There's the hardest division in football, but could I see the AFC North getting more teams in just because of strength of schedule, just because, you know, how things are going to lay out for them. Yeah. Well, what's interesting about the AFC North and AFC East is I feel like the top three teams are stacked and then it really comes down to who do you think is a better team right now, the Browns or the Patriots and Patriots. I think I might side with the Patriots as well, but then when I see that their offensive might be the same, but Patriots have the better defense. Bill Belichick's got a, a top, they're ranking Patriots defense top four right now. Yeah. So then maybe on a technicality, I think the AFC East might be better, but like you said, no, they're... you, I win now. You, you, you fucked up. Well, you, no, you, no, 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 no. You <laughs> rules are rules. You can't go back. I win. You lose. But then again, when you lose, no, I win. Actually, you know you what? lose. No, no, fuck it. You've already said it on air. You're not no, editing I stick this with my, I stick with no. it because I really no. think Buffalo. No, falls you've already changed it. You've already, I don't trust it. Buffalo. You, you've already changed Buffalo. it. You've already changed it. That's not true. It's you not did. true. You broke um, down. So you're saying the over under for the Bengals, you think they're a 12 win team again, or you think Easily. they go higher? I think they're a 12 win team. Cause I don't think Burrow's foot is as bad as you said it is or his, his calf. Yeah. I think, I think it will be really telling if he starts week one. I don't think he needs to start week one because I feel like you would rather go, Oh, and one, but your quarterback's healthy, Good. then start the season. You just, you just said it, you know, you just said it that they, they, oh, and two, right? You said that they yeah. started, oh, and two. The Patriots, multiple years that they won the Super Bowl, oh, and two. I, I'm fine with teams coming out of the gate, losing their first two, and then learning yeah. and then hitting the road or hitting the ground going. So, and, 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 not just my team. The Bengals did it last year. They, they absolutely crushed it. They lost two games after, their first two like they're this team's good and they're going to be good and i think everybody's looking way too much into it um they're trying to they're trying to just find something to talk about joe burrow and the Bengals. they want they want something to talk about that's what i feel like yeah no and i agree with you i think i think that's why <sighs> i'm picking don't, the Steelers. you don't agree you don't agree no with I, me. i'm saying with with uh, first two weeks of the season. That's why I think Patriots beat Eagles, Steelers beat 49ers. But I think that's just because the first couple weeks, everybody's just kind of feeling themselves out. And maybe the better teams are slow to start, you know, to kind of get ready for the longer season, right? Because we always see like the playoff teams, everybody thinks like, oh man, the, this playoff team, this Super Bowl contender is going to come up and light it, uh, light them up. And then, Remember last year it was the Rams and the the Buffalo Bills where it was like, this could be a preview of the Super Bowl. And then the Buffalo Bills just blew the fucking doors off the Rams. So I really do feel like it's those 
that kind of first two, three week things where it's like really good teams and really bad teams are much closer than I think anybody think they would be. So that's why I think, and I don't think they're going to be bad teams, but that's why I think Steelers beat 49ers and I'm potentially mulling over my reaction to the Patriots upsetting the Eagles. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Let's talk about the last team in this division, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, who last season finished 10-7, and being led by uh, pro bowler. Oh, fuck, I already forgot his name. Uh, hmm. the Ravens backup. What was his name? The guy who went to the Pro Bowl, the quarterback, Tyler Huntley. Um, Huntley. Uh, led by Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley, they were ten and seven this year. They have the twenty-first easiest strength of schedule, which means they have one of the hardest. Uh, not as hard as I thought they would, though. But uh, I digress. They have a new offensive coordinator. Todd Munkin from Georgia after helping Georgia win back-to-back national championships. Uh, Their defense last year fucking lights out. Total defense was third, 26 against the pass, but they were third in both scoring defense and rushing defense. However, their offense obviously struggled, even though they had pro bowler Tyler Huntley. Uh, 19th in total offense, 28th in passing second in rushing and third in scoring offense. So casino, as you uh, have alluded to, I think the Ravens are potentially the a 13 win team this uh, team this season. What uh your thoughts? If Lamar Jackson can stay healthy. I don't I mean cuz I don't I don't trust Huntley coming in. <laughs> Come on now. But um We'll see how Odell Beckham does. Um, we'll see how Zay Flowers does. I, I do like this Ravens team. I think they're going to be really good. Uh, I think they're definitely the second best team. I don't have, again, I don't have them beating the Bengals. I think the Bengals are just too hot right now. Um, as you alluded to, though, they're so hot right getting now. toward. They're getting towards the end of their <laughs> their run um, as a super team. Um just with contracts coming up and whatnot. Uh, But I still have them edging the Ravens, but I like what the Ravens have been doing. I like how strong they, I mean, they still have the best kicker in the game all day, every day. Um, I I do like uh, Marlon Humphrey, their, their quarterback. I I think he's a solid player. I I like what they have. I mean, they have a really solid team this year. And in my opinion, I, I Mark Andrews is, arguably been you know the best tight end in the last five years i already i I do know that you know you you have kelsey who's number one probably and you know you got all those other really good tight ends but andrew's just always so consistent um i I think this is going to be a really good team and especially if you know lamar comes back and he really hits the ground running um literally and figuratively where you know he he makes that offense open up um, and they got the new weapons coming in uh, with wide receiving. I think this could be a really good team. I think it's really special. I don't think they have enough to beat the Bengals, but I do think that uh, what's their over under. They're over it under. I was just looking at it. 10 and a half. It's over. I feel like I'm taking that over all day. I think it's over. It, I, it I do. I, I think the Bengals probably make 12, 13. And then I do think that 
I think this is an 11 win team pretty, pretty comfortably. There's no way in fuck you look at this Ravens team and what they did last year without Lamar Jackson. And then obviously they added people like Odell and Zay Flowers. And then they have uh, Andrews and they have a top three defense. There's no way in fuck you look at this team and go, oh, the over under for this team definitely 10 and a half. And then you look at the Cleveland Browns and go, this is a nine and a half win team. Like, so the projection for Cleveland is 10 wins. The projection for Baltimore is 11 wins. Like no fucking way, man. I I really feel like this Ravens team is minimum 12 wins, potentially 13, 14. I just think they are, stacked i mean you look at with with the return of lamar jackson obviously from injury and then the weird off season with the contract and all that kind of shit you bring in uh all they did in free agency they got rid of marcus peters uh they got rid of justin houston so then they brought in two cornerbacks rakia's uh sin Dude, these fucking names are impossible. Uh, Trayvon Mullen. And then they brought in Odell Beckham Jr. And both of our former favorite players on our team, uh, Nelson Aguilar. So they bring in, uh, I know he was your favorite wide receiver when he was on the Patriots. Oh, yeah. He was the best. My (laughs) absolute favorite. He was phenomenal. I raved about him every second of the day. But see, the thing is, I feel like with Odell Beckham and then Nelson Aguilar, I feel like they already have weapons. And then they added Zay Flowers. So they already have a pretty good offense. And then they added literally three more wide receivers. You get Lamar Jackson back. And again, this team was 10-7 and last year with the 28th ranked pass offense in the league. So it's like are we presuming that they're not going to be a better passing offense when all they did in the off season, including re-sign Lamar Jackson was just tailor make their offense to be a passing offense. And then you brought back arguably the best running back on their team is their quarterback. So you have Lamar Jackson, you have JK Dobbins, you have Gus, the bus Edwards, because I play Madden. So he's Gus, the bus. And then you have, yeah, just elite talent on offense you have a top three defense like and then like you said justin tucker wins the ravens what two games a year i feel like the ravens always get in uh like the opposite of shootouts where they get into field goal kicking shootouts where justin tucker has to make fucking five field goals and they win the game what like 12 to 7 like i feel like they play that game twice a year so yeah, that's why I really think this division goes Ravens 1 as a 13-14 win t- uh, team, Bengals 2 as an 11-12 win game, and then I think the Steelers come in as a 10-win team. Like, I just think that's how it goes out. And then the Browns, I'm betting – I obviously don't bet because I'm terrible at it, but if I did bet, it'd be under all fucking day for the Browns projection and i think they're again an eight win team nine win team if they play their very best football like i just think this is a yeah that was a lot but uh casino stepped away for a second uh 
Yeah. And then when we talk about coaches in this league, obviously we talk about Zach Taylor. We just mentioned his name with the Bengals. I think he's a good to great coach, but I really think Mike Tomlin and John Harbaugh, I think they are just the tops. And then the Browns have Stefanski, who is clearly the worst coach in this division. Or oh, still clearly. Like I said, you got institutions with, with Tomlin and, and Harbaugh. Harbaugh. So, yeah, I mean, institution. Like they, they themselves are just amazing. I do think it's weird this year how people are putting so much faith in the Browns, the Lions, and the Jets. Three organizations that for our entire lives have been unmitigated fucking dumpster fires with very few flashes of being even competent, let alone like good. So it's really weird that Browns, Jets, and Lions are like three of those, three of those, or two of those three teams people have potentially going to the Super Bowl. I'm already starting to see Jets uh, Super Bowl hype and Lions like NFC Championship hype. I'm already starting to see it, Casino. Uh, But that is all we have today. A very, this was a good one because the last couple NFL previews we've done, we've done nothing but agree. I feel like this was our most contentious. I cannot wait until we talk about the AFC East because I feel like you and I will vastly differ in our opinions of the AFC East. But no, I don't. Well, I, I think it comes out to, we'll, we'll talk about it. You just don't so, have the Bills, you have the Jets. Do you want to you want to talk about the NFC East and AFC East on Friday or you yeah. want to Yeah. Okay. So on Friday we will do both the NFC East, AFC East and then next week on Tuesday we'll do NFC West and then on Friday next week we'll do AFC West and then it becomes September 4th and we're 3 days away from the start of football. So we'll obviously make our predictions. I think you and I off air, we'll talk about how we're going to do the fantasy week to week thing because I have some ideas. But other than that, know. Casino, this has been the only sports podcast. Uh, you got anything to say, or can we uh, close this bit? We can close it on up. Sorry, uh, you've uh, been a great, great filler today with my uh, yeah absent mindedness. I really had to stretch, stretch. Uh, but I'm getting a massage after this, so. You know, uh, I know a guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, I've avoided hand mouth foot disease, but mono, I, it's still up in the air. So I'm gonna go get mono. Casino's gonna go take care of his children. Uh, and yeah, this has been the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. Uh, we'll see you on Friday. Hopefully, undiseased, but no promises.